relax, you got nothing to lose. What do you think I'm about to show you? The female of the species is more deadly than a male. Show me your movie, you can say it again. Just wait till you see what I did at the end. The female of the species is more deadly than a male. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the More Deadly Podcast, where we review horror movies directed exclusively by women-identified directors, which prove that the female of the species is more deadly than the male. More Deadly is a trans-inclusive podcast where we celebrate the work of cis and trans women, as well as the work of non-binary filmmakers who are comfortable being included in a space that focuses on the work of women. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me today, back, back, back again, is one of my favorite people on this entire planet, the one and only Ariel. Hello. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Can you get in there? Yeah. I may have had a drink before the show. Just just (laughs) one, right, though? (laughs) I mean, it may have brought a couple friends with it, but I only invited one drink. (laughs) Speaking of people we invited who enjoy drinks, we have a very, very exciting guest this week. Joining us is our friend, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Joe Charnus, host of the delightful podcast, Small Town Failing. Joe. Unbelievably nice. Like, first of all, your intro is like far and away the most like specific. Like, I feel like when I do mine, I'm like, "Hey, uh, we got a movie. We're gonna talk about like stupid <laughs> stuff. It's gonna be good." Um, but also, like, I and I made this joke when I I joined Caitlin's uh, plug it up. But like, thank you for finally giving like a 45 year old white man <laughs> a voice in this community. Like, it's did you feel targeted by the intro when I, I talk like, about the power know, like, of women? It's about the time that, like, representation matters, all right? Yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We need th- This is what we've been missing in the dialogue. <laughs> well, white dude from the Midwest, finally! <laughs> I was, upstate New York is where I was born, all right? Okay, like, sorry, sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. It's intersectional. We have to remember intersectionality in But this. I do, like, uh, by no means, like, I definitely fit in more with the Midwest now with just, like, the napping and the um the amount of cheese I consume, mm, so I napping don't. Napping and that, cheese. Both of those things I don't take delightful. offense. <laughs> They go. That's like the best advertisement I've heard for the Midwest. Do they yeah. hand out the naps and cheese or do you have it to is... get some yourselves? So we're in the Chicago suburbs and literally like probably 40 minutes, maybe less from the Wisconsin border. So like there's just cheese and meat and brats. And like literally when we moved here within, I want to say six months, I had gained 40 pounds because it's just like <laughs> meat and cheese and like nothing mm. else. Like mm. there's not a single goddamn vegetable that grows within like, like 100 miles. Do you ever poop again? Like- <laughs> 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 well, the thing, the thing they don't talk about is there's um Italian beef. Like everyone knows Chicago for deep dish pizza. Yeah. But Italian beef is like the, um you know, the unsung hero. It's pretty much a Philly cheesesteak, but dipped in jus a jus Ooh, um, that sounds good like Ooh. it is unreal like the the beef they slice it super thin and then they let it just sit in the juice for however many hours and then they put it on the bun 
And if you want it, you can get the bun dipped and then they'll put like uh jardinier or like spicy peppers on it and stuff. Like we hit those hard amazing. when we moved here. It is. How, it's so you good. You must have to eat it so fast before it disintegrates. It just hands. it does like oh. fall apart. There's like um they call it the Italian beef stand where like you stand and eat it and like over a counter and like you kind of have to like lean in. It's it's a whole <laughs> thing. But like they have the, tables, not just troughs. Like right the down. Midwest <laughs> takes their food very seriously, and like I mean, there's a lot of it and. You know, it's it's mostly you pretty compensate good. for the weather somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you're the, gonna be stuck inside. Yeah. You gotta have something good to eat. Exactly. And the the thing I do love about here is like, and sorry, now we're completely like I've destroyed the podcast already. But like, <laughs> uh, they've listened to the show before. They know non sequiturs are coming. We I, usually talk for forty five minutes about the game, like group sex that Ariel's exactly. witnessing in her neighborhood. So this is a Wait, wholesome what? detour. <laughs> oh yeah, so, it's like an ongoing segment on our show now. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm, we need to get to that. I, (laughs) I worked in New York city for 14 years before moving out here. And it's like New York, there's tons of good food. And like, you know, everybody looks at you like you're an asshole. If you go to TGI Fridays here, it's just like, yes, McDonald's just like bring it in and troughs. Like we have amazing restaurants, but also (laughs) KFC is great too. Like, let's do that. Like it's. There's no like food snobbery or like judgment. Like it's it's really like if you want to like, yeah, mm-hmm. like you know, in uh, what's that? Leaving Las Vegas, where Nicolas Cage goes to like, yeah, you know, drink himself to death. If you want to eat yourself to death, like the Midwest is is where it's at. Like, <laughs> sounds amazing. Yeah. I don't feel like there's enough um, discussion of it. You know what I mean? Like I don't really yeah. ever hear about it. Um, that it's like a secret like food heaven i mean well, i love it like a meat and cheese situation you you yeah. had me oh like if you want a shark coochie board or <laughs> like <laughs> the midwest I do. there's so many like just like cheese shops and like there's the cheese castle in wisconsin which this is getting erotic for me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's just everything you could possibly like want here. It's 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 awful, but it's also very wonderful. Oh, that sounds, sounds like heaven. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Where, are we sorry. How are you feeling about the cheese talk, Ariel? Do you have a favorite cheese? Are you pro cheese? No. I mean, I me love cheese. all kinds of cheese, but I'm also pretty severely lactose intolerant, so I I don't really oh. eat it. I just pay for. Oh, it. Oh, what a it. cruel <laughs> twist of fate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Our good friends from, uh, they lived in Jersey and they actually moved out here like maybe six months after we did. They're constantly mocking me for my love of Swiss cheese. And like, I didn't realize Swiss cheese was seen as like, is that you a, know, a lesser cheese? Yeah. Like, cheese. Isn't that just like a I guess so. Cheese. I mean, you get it on sandwiches. I would think all the time. so. Like... I think, well, the thing is like my, <laughs> Leslie and Do I, my Jersey wife will like, like the Swiss? <laughs> we'll we'll buy like all these cheeses and like really like nice ones to make like a cheese plate like mm-hmm. on like a Saturday night. And I'm like, well, what if we also get the, like this three dollar hunk of Swiss? And she's just like, what the fuck, man? Like, like you're this ruining triple it. cream and like this aged Ooh, cheddar. And it's like is so good. That's mm. that's like our so go to. It's so good. Slather but then I also put like a three dollar like hunk of cheese on there or mm-hmm. three dollar. Um, Swiss cheese. I mean, it's all like, good, what the fuck? right? Like, yeah, right? I mean, I'll eat a Velveeta. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Anything <laughs> cheese related, it's going in the face. It's exactly. The so, Joe, we are so excited to have you here. Um, longtime fan of your work, uh, your cameo work. <laughs> 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 and, and, uh, but 
we love you. We know you. Our listeners should love and know you if they don't already. Like, you know, you're our guest. So now mm-hmm. we're going to put you on the spot mm-hmm. and also vet you a little bit oh, uh, with some questions we like to ask all of our our, our new guests. I'm so terrified. Um, <laughs> don't be scared. They're easy. I promise. They're, they're not that gotcha y. <laughs> but now, because of your reaction, it's making you reformulate the question. <laughs> Ariel had kind of sent me an outline before, and she's like, you know, and then we'll have some questions like, what's your favorite, like, female director? And I'm like, oh, God, like, I'm a, like, I'm 45 yeah. year old white male, and I'm going to be like, I like boobs. I don't know. I don't know what's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight you must see if you can earn your like. This is what a feminist looks like to you. I'm so excited! Like, I didn't think I'd ever be in like a position to be canceled, and I'm very excited about the possibility. Tonight's here. right. <laughs> Tonight is the night. <laughs> Cancellation or bust. Let's take Before it out. we get okay. into this, let me tell you both why I don't think women should be allowed to vote. Like, let's just get that. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> We're isolating oh, that Lord. audio, just so you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> New ringtone. <laughs> All right. So first, we'll start with an easy one. Yeah. Okay. We have been very fortunate to be on your show twice. But yes. for those of you out there who are not familiar with your show, tell us about Let's plug it. Tell us all about it. What is what is the deal? Sure. So it's a small town failing podcast. And like pretty much every other week, although in between I'll post like a seven minute rant about like what's coming on the next episode. Um, we either discuss a, uh, a Hallmark movie or a lifetime movie. And for the most part, it's the more like sappy Hallmarky type movies, but like CC who you all may know from like bloody good horror and you know, other folks will come on and we'll do like the more stabby lifetime movies too. Pretty much like, a lot of you may know me from bloody good horror. And after I left there, my therapist was like, you got to do something like you, <laughs> <laughs> you need, a need some sort of outlet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm like, Hey, like Leslie, my wife and I really like these movies. Maybe I can just talk about that for, you know, an hour. So, you know, it's very loose. It's very relaxed. Like we don't take it very seriously. Although there is like at the core of it, a love for these movies. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've had uh, a couple of writers and like folks that are actually involved with these movies on. And like, I think a lot of people see Hallmark movies as like kind of this goof and like, you know, whatever, but there is, I'm sorry if you can hear my cuckoo clock in the back. Um, <laughs> That's what that, was. <laughs> I was like, that is a weird ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> But there is like a lot of heart and a lot of like thought that goes into these. And like, especially, and we talked about it on the last episode that you all were on, like over the last few years, there's been kind of a changing of the guard at Hallmark. And like, they've done a lot to have like, you know, more representation of like, sort of from like every aspect. And like, it is very much comfort food. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I think Leslie and I really got into it as like the pandemic started and like a little bit before that, my uh, second daughter was born. It's like, it's the middle of the night. We're doing a feeding. We're not going to go back to sleep for like another hour. Like I don't want to turn on like some drama or like something I'm to think about. Like, let's just turn this on and like zone out and like, just feel good at the end of it. And like, I feel like for me personally, especially in like the last three years, I just need something to kind of make me feel warm and fuzzy. And like these movies, you can kind of turn your brain off and just like feel good at the end. And like, 
I'm very, at, in my older age, like at 45, I'm like, I'm about the positive vibes. Like, I just want to be happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I totally get that. I was, totally. you know, I listened to a lot of Limp Bizkit in my college years and I was <laughs> definitely the angry suburban white dude. And like, now I'm just kind of like, you know what? Paramore is a great band and I don't care. <laughs> yeah. if, you know, people know that. There is a, like a great, when you reach your 40s, you can kind of just let go and like, you know what? Adam Sandler's movies aren't that bad. Like they make me happy <laughs> to watch it. And like, <laughs> isn't it like, well, I don't know if you, either of you listen to Paramore and I don't mean to go off on them, but like, <laughs> I remember like my nephew listening to them and just being like, uh, no, like I listen to metal. Like I'm not gonna listen to that bullshit. Now I'm just like, this lead singer is These so happy, and this is like, <laughs> yeah. she's amazing. Like, I, I don't know what happened, but like 90% of my Instagram suggested content is Paramore. And I'm like, this is great. Oh I God, really I like it. her. <laughs> so that's kind of oh, like the, it. you know, once you get to like a certain age, if you can just let go. And like, that was kind of the, you know, diving into kind of the Hallmark world. That was like a 15 minute rant that didn't no, like, no, totally no. answer your I mean, question. That, but that's like, why yeah. I love Hallmark too. The comfort, right? you know, quality of it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because there's yeah, such yeah. a and formula that's what, like, to it. You know, kind of what the beats are going to be, but they change it up exactly. a little time and it's fun. I don't know. There's totally not going to be like, uh, oh, the kid's dead at the end. Right. <laughs> like, you're not going to get like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you're always going to wrap up nicely, but I do think they've kind of changed the formula in the last few years mm -hmm, to make it a little sure. more interesting. But like, mm -hmm. you know, it's still, you're still going to feel good at the end, which is kind of yeah. what I was looking for. Yep. Life affirming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that that's part of what's sweet about your show is I think that there is an expectation that maybe you would be mocking of it. And I think you definitely, you're a funny person. You make yeah. a joke, but like there is a, like a core sincerity about your fandom. That's a hundred percent what I wanted. Like I didn't want it to be like a, let's just come on and trash these movies. Cause yeah. like, yeah. that's super easy to do, but like, yeah, you know, like I do enjoy them. And like Leslie and I around like the holidays, we'll sit down and watch stuff that I'm not watching for the, for the podcast. So it's like, that would be really shitty of me to like, just trash yeah. them, you know, yeah. like, yeah. One of my favorite things is the introduction episodes that you do between the episodes where you get to just like go full Joe. Those I whenever we're going to be really on and I, I always am so delighted to listen to them because I love your stream of consciousness. I like, love because not a lot of people like I'll watch. I don't pay attention too much to like the downloads and the listens or whatever. But like there's definitely a dip for those because I think a lot of people think it's like, oh, it's just oh. eight minutes of like nothing. And I'm like, right. I mm -hmm. love those because like at the it's heart amazing. of it, that really is like, I feel like what my therapist was talking about. Like you just need an outlet to kind of get everything out. And like, if you ever listen to Bloody Good Horror when I was doing the cameos for them and I do them for, um, mm -hmm. for Small Town Failing now, like you pay $3 and I just ramble for 12 minutes. And like, that's kind of, you know, I, I was diagnosed with ADHD like recently and I'm like, oh, this all makes sense. Like, <laughs> you know, I just need something to kind of word vomit for, for 20 minutes and then, uh, you know, we can kind of move on. Yeah. Well, I would recommend the show with like an even heavier recommendation on make sure you do not miss the in-betweens because those are delightful. I appreciate it. Laugh. Agreed. And like, 
you have a beautiful mind and I love to see where you go when you are like uh, when you are just like completely unburdened by the weight of an of a, yeah. having to have a co-host. <laughs> the thing that's fun is like I'll I know what movie I'm going to watch and I know who's going to be on and I'll just hit record and then it just kind of goes from there and you yeah. know sometimes I'll like redo it like five times and sometimes it'll just be its own thing and you know it just well, kind of goes. It's delightful. I, I love it. it. I love it. Okay. Easy questions done. Let's get into the hard stuff. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, though. This is going to okay, be like so, SATs now? Yeah. Okay. So this is to this as this is to that. <laughs> no. Um. Basically, we like to set like a little bit of a barometer so our listeners can get, a, get an idea of your taste. I'm drunk, you guys. It's happened. Mm. Oh, I'm getting she there, said too. It. Yeah, there happened. we go. It just happened. It's the time of the night Rachel beer. says she's drunk. <laughs> I am I am enjoying the bullet bourbon tonight. Oh, uh, see, my problem is I'm drinking beer and like I've had two now, and I feel like as I'm talking to you, I'm like, like I feel like I'm gonna burp like every five minutes. So that's what Ariel will edit it out. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, are, what are you drinking? Let's see. Let me see um, the, so the I actually speaking of Wisconsin, I picked these up. It's a uh, haze it or love it hazy IPA from Fifth Ward. They're in Wisconsin. Okay. And then over here, I've got, oh, this is more like spooky. It's called Multiple Ectogasm from Like, I don't know if you can see the uh, the label. Oh, is yeah. That's super cool. spooky. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. That. Speaking of, I mean, the Midwest also is like, like amazing beer scene, especially like Chicago and Milwaukee and, and that whole area. So you Very can't nice. throw Very a rock nice. without hitting a brewer here. <laughs> I, I'm starting to understand why you moved the meat, mm. the cheese, the beer. Like, how could you not? I'm starting to like, you. we have we have to move again, or you know, I'm going to end up dead at 50. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you died doing the thing you loved, exactly. eating cheese and meat and drinking beer. <laughs> All right, so Joe, yes. you want to set sort of like a bar so that our listeners kind of have an idea of what your taste is, mm -hmm. so that they can calibrate your review, right? I'm so so scared. tell me. <laughs> so okay so what are some horror movies that you really love like what is the pinnacle of horror for you oh wow that's a t like i so i grew up kind of watching horror with my older brother so like friday the 13th and like nightmare on elm street those were like a friday and saturday night like we were very much in the local video store kind of going and just picking something out based on the box but like that being said like my favorites are have always been kind of the quote unquote classics of like Jaws and The Exorcist, um, Evil Dead 2. Um, like those are kind of like what I grew up with. Um, you know, Friday the 13th, 3 and on, like as you know, things kind of got campier, like that was totally kind of in my wheelhouse. And that I and I, I used to talk a lot about this on Bloody Good Horror, like around the 90s, I fell out a bit because I felt like scream and movies like that while i enjoyed them they were always almost kind of like goofing on what i loved when i was a kid like you know scream yeah, i, I thought that. was great <laughs> i saw it a ton when i was uh you know in high school but like it was kind of making fun of my like nightmare on elm street and my mm -hmm. friday the 13th and i was kind of like oh well no <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Between this and the candy corn, uh, I think Joe's likes me best. Oh, <laughs> Wait, do we want to get into like the the Halloween candy? <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but it's funny, 
point, like Bloody Good Horror actually got me kind of back into it, right? Because like Eric yeah. and I grew up together. Um, I was friends with his older brother, and like we kind of reconnected. And I think the first episode of theirs I listened to was The Happening, and I'm like, I don't want to see this movie, but like it's interesting to listen to them. And like I, you know, kind of got back into it because of them. And I think the movies I gravitate to more are the more like funny ones, you know, mm-hmm. like uh Shaun of the Dead and things like that. Mm. But that being said, like a good jump scare, like a paranormal activity movie, even if I don't like it, still scares the shit out of me. Yeah, because like I'm with you. that'll get me. <laughs> yep. I think it was the um what's the uh it was Daniel Radcliffe uh Woman was, in Black? Yes. That like First of all, I thought it was a really good movie, but like yeah, also me too. terrified me. Like the like kind of creaking and like ghost story type things. Uh-huh. Like I grew up watching those like because my mom loved them. So like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Ghost Story. It was from, um, it's like the early 80s. Like but like Peter Straub or something it, like that? It was um, or something. I, I think forget. I read that book it was a book yeah it's pretty much yeah. like a bunch of different stories and the whole idea is like there's these old men sitting in a room telling different stories oh, but like yeah 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 like that's the kind of stuff i grew up with watching like as a family like on like friday night like movie oh, night so, so cool. like yeah like i i love that sort of stuff even i always joke around that um the blair witch reboot that came out like five or six years ago uh-huh was not a great movie but i i literally left the theater and called my wife and i was like i don't know if i can do this anymore like <laughs> i feel so <laughs> nauseous because it's so like there was a lot of jump scares and things like that but also like i hadn't eaten and i had like a trenta iced coffee and i'm just like i feel <laughs> nauseous <laughs> because i've been so tense like like i love i love a good like kind of hanging um not jump scare but like that like the tense moments like the conjuring um like that for the first one i was just like this is amazing you know like yeah but like at the heart of it if like around like october and halloween like i'm going back to like return of the living dead jaws trick-or-treat is one that like we love like i love that kind of like 80s nostalgia type thing so yeah, that's my. Oh my rant. God, we could not have picked a better movie for you to <laughs> yeah. today. Exactly. Like this, super in my wheelhouse for sure. Oh, yeah, perfect. I mean, one of my questions I was going to ask you, I'm just going to cut to it right now because it mm-hmm. seems like you still have the ability to get scared by horror movies, which is the dragon yeah. that we chase. Like we talk about how much we miss that. We've watched so many horror movies now that it's very, very rare to actually get scared by one, and we're like always seeking that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the last movie that you watched that like really scared you? Oh dear God, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Since I've started the the Hallmark podcast, I <laughs> I gotta say I don't watch a ton. Um, although we did just start watching, um, the last of us, which is not a movie, but like mm-hmm. that zombie. And first of all, I love that they've kind of like turned the whole zombie like thing, like, you know, with the tentacles or whatever, oh, yes. like, yeah, 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 like those tense moments. But like, I know I just talked about it, but like literally the, the Blair Witch reboot, which sounds ridiculous because mm-hmm. like. It, I think like 12 people saw it, but like that one <laughs> legit, I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Like, this is like, <laughs> like I literally, like, it's not even a joke. I got in the car and I called Leslie. I'm like, I'm on my way home. 
I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, I don't like this. Like, I feel <laughs> sick. Like, oh so my funny. god! It's like, you know, my dad was the one who got me into horror movies when I was a little kid. Yeah. I've always watched them with him. But we watched Hereditary together when it came mm. out, and he was like, afterwards, he was like, I don't think I like horror movies anymore. He was like, I don't know that I can watch this. So now I have, when I recommend movies to him, I have to think about like how depressing exactly, is the yeah. ending, how you know, how many children die, that kind of thing before I recommend yeah. it. We're so like, broken, don't, we don't even don't notice. Like I recommended so The Lodge true, right? to him, Rachel, and he was like, it did not go over well. That is, <laughs> if he doesn't like dark horror, that ain't the one. <laughs> but it's tough, right? Because like, yeah. like I, uh, I listen to like metal, like music, but like it's so varied that like I meet people at work and they're like, "Oh, what do you listen to?" And I'm like, uh, "Metal." And they're like, "Oh yeah, I like Disturbed too." And I'm like, "No disrespect Ugh. to Disturbed, but I'm like, no, that's not my <laughs> thing." Like it's and horror is the same thing, right? Like. You know, Ariel kind of sent me like some potential questions and I'm like, oh God, what am I going to do? But like, I love like St. Maud. Like that was like one of my favorite from a couple Adore. years ago. Really? But also like stupid Return of the Living Dead type things. Like, mm. you know, it's, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's so varied that like, you know, a St. Maud is not going to hit with a lot of people that like just like yeah. gory, stabby yeah, type absolutely. things. Like it's, you know horror is such like a you know large word when it comes to like movies yeah. fair that, right exactly which is why i love asking this question because i like to see sort of what lane people are like yeah. gravitate to but it sounds like you're pretty like omnivorous I, <laughs> I like to think i'm open <laughs> uh, like we were talking about it before the we started recording but like in my youth or like younger late 20s or whatever like Anything with subtitles are going to be like, no, fuck this. I'm out. But like <laughs> now, like I appreciate a lot of that. But on the flip side, like I was, you know, specifically looking at some like female directed horror movies and like the one that kind of popped up for me that I had seen in the last few years was the craft reboot. And like mm. Zoe Lister Jones, I think yeah. I'm probably mm -hmm. there's no, more names right. I love her so much. <laughs> like <laughs> she like her acting and just like that movie I don't think got like a lot of great reviews, but I also think mm -hmm. it's like well, all right, maybe it's not made for like 40-year-old white dudes. Like maybe it's for like my daughter to watch, you know? Like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like as I was kind of talking like as I get older and I listen to Paramore a lot more now and like uh Phoebe Bridges, <laughs> I love her. <laughs> It's kind of like, amazing. just let go and like, appreciate it for what it is. And like, I right. really enjoyed the craft legacy. And I know it wasn't like a great movie. But like, if you look at it through the lens of like, what it's intended for. Yeah, I think yeah. it's amazing. And it's super yeah. sweet. And it's very kind of heartwarming. And like, at the end of the day, I do just love Zoe. Like she's, you know, <laughs> she can she's do no super wrong talented. I mean, And created such an yeah. iconic kind of look for that movie, which is hard to right? do after the original craft. And I know I was actually pretty harsh on that movie when we reviewed it. Mm -hmm. But then Rachel and I interviewed this 17 year old filmmaker who talked about how this movie had really like inspired her. And it made me rethink that maybe this movie just exactly. wasn't for me. It wasn't necessarily that it was a yeah. terrible movie. It was just not. That movie called me. us old. It's fine. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Essentially, that's what I, I think is totally fine. Like, but that's kind of the thing about horror, right? Like, you can watch yeah. a rom-com and a rom-com is going to be a rom-com. You know, for the most part, they're all going to kind of skew the same way. But like, 
the craft legacy, like maybe it's not fair for a bunch of like 40 year olds to be like reviewing it because one, we have nostalgia for the original, which yeah, like, yeah, for whatever her name is that I'm going to butcher, like a, <laughs> lot of, a lot of coming of age feelings with her. Like, <laughs> but like, you know, Same, it's yes. a bunch, it's, it's exactly like it's teenage girls and like a 40 year old guy watching it is like, all right, well, maybe this isn't going to hit home with me, but like. I would love if my daughter saw it in a few years and like, yes, like yeah. this tracks for me, like this makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, I think there's just a variety of stuff and I don't know where I'm going with this. Cause I'm like rounding third with the beers. But like, <laughs> I just poured know. another drink myself, friend. <laughs> I think that's kind of what I love about horror is like, there's a little bit of everything out there and like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. You can kind yeah, of people who say it. they don't like it, they just haven't found their lane. I think. Exactly. Yeah. Like so that. That's actually a great segue into my next question, which is: Do you have a favorite woman horror director? Oof. Um. So I, <laughs> because Ariel sent me this, and I'm like, I was literally. I do like your oof because I was like, look at him playing like he didn't already get this list. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I literally started like, because what I Googling. think is interesting about like a lot of female horror directors is like, they don't really stick in that lane, right? Like Prevenge, which was a movie, I think about like five years ago or so, like Alice Lowe, I think is her name mm -hmm. who directed it. Yes. And like, yes. I loved that movie, so but good. like, and then you, you look at the rest of her filmography and it's like, it doesn't always go horror, right? Like, yeah. but like, yeah. I would love to see like her kind of dive back into that stuff. Or like I was talking about yeah. before St. Maud, I think it's Rose glass. Like yeah, I don't mm -hmm. have it written down. Cause I was waiting for this um, question. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would love to see her go for, and then like, as I was kind of poking around, I'm like, Oh my God, the original Buffy, the vampire slayer movie. I'm like mm -hmm. that movie is like quintessential, like kind of my youth. Yes, um, me too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that movie. So I don't know if I could say I have like a specific female horror director, but like there's these movies that I've loved. And even like Elizabeth Banks after watching this, like I would mm -hmm. love to see what she would do with like a full on horror movie. Ooh, right. Like, yeah. You know, so yeah, that's right. my non answer answer. <laughs> no, that was great. Yeah. No, I think. I think that's such an interesting thought experiment. Like if you think about the new ha uh, Halloween movies, one of which mm -hmm. I liked, um, two of which made me want to commit murder. Um, <laughs> uh, like the thing that everybody praises about it is that someone that has like has a comedic background mm -hmm. and then is now going into like solid horror. But like there's that undercurrent of humor. And I think Elizabeth yeah. Banks would be perfect for something like that. hundred yeah. percent. And I kind of love that. Mm -hmm. Like I love that like the more kind of mainstreamy folks or whatever you want to call it are like getting into this sort of thing. Right. Because it's like exciting George Romero and like the traditional horror directors, they mm -hmm. kind of churn out the same thing. And I love that, but like more and more I'm interested in seeing like what a take from like someone who hasn't done a ton of horror is going to be and like their thoughts. And like, I think that's why we've all kind of gravitated towards like Jordan Peele so much. It's like, yes, I know him from this sketch comedy show and I think yes. he's hilarious. And yes. all of a sudden he's doing like these amazing movies and it's like, well, shit, like, you know, mm -hmm. we don't have to be such gatekeepers in the horror community, you know? Yeah, that's a very yeah. good point. So before we get into our review, for those who may be new here, maybe they've come over from Small Town Failing. Ariel, what is our spoiler post? <laughs> all right. Well, eventually we're going to spoil the whole movie. But first, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the filmmaker and the making of this movie 
And then we'll give you kind of our non-spoiler general thoughts of Cocaine Bear, which is the movie we're reviewing today. <laughs> what I a don't know, weird we sentence, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then after we do that, Rachel's going to give you a warning and then the floodgates are going to open and we're going to talk about every beat of this thing. So if you want to every... watch it, it's in theaters right now. Yes, it is. I saw it this morning, me and a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> How many like people were in your audience? I'm curious. I think I brought the total to five. All right. Because, I mean, I saw it at 245 on a Friday. So, yeah, like it was Ooh. maybe five or six. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it at 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Mm. Me and five weirdos who were like probably still up from the night before. Like, <laughs> like slumping into the, the screening of, of I Jane think Bear. like uh, eight or nine p.m. Friday or Saturday night audience would have probably made this a lot more fun, too. Yeah, because, like, that's true. The the laughs were great, but like, I think in kind of an audience setting, it would have been like hit a lot more for sure. I feel like I was the only one laughing in my theater. Mm. I was giggling and having like, I was hooting and hollering and having a good time and everybody else was just like. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were angry <laughs> about you, Ariel? Um, but yeah, yeah, I went on Friday afternoon so. and there was just one other person in the theater. We were like on oh. opposite ends of the theater. But every time something happened, like a death, for instance, he would just go, oh, fuck. And like over and over again. <laughs> There's one kill in this. I won't spoil it now, but I definitely audibly yeah. reacted yeah, and everybody sure. else was just like <laughs> it was like, you know, like that doll that you can get so that you can like ride drive in the, the carpool lane. No. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> like that's who I feel like was in the theater with me. Nobody laughed, nobody reacted. So weird. Wow. It was just me like, woo! But like this is a big reaction movie, you know? That's so I know. Cool. Yes. Like- Who's going to cocaine bear to like sit there and not have a good time? You know, yeah, this is not a contemplative movie. (laughs) No, and I usually want to feel like I'm alone in the theater. I want everyone to shut the hell up. But Mm. this is the one time I wanted to like have a communal experience, and everybody was on their best behavior. I'm like, what the hell? I was the one that was acting out in the theater. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm I have a little buzz, so I'm definitely derailing. So okay, right there Um, with you. Don't worry. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right. So, Ariel, tell me a little bit about the filmmaker and the film. All right. So, as we've already Making. talked about, this one was directed by Elizabeth Banks. And I am I normally go into a lot of background about their entire career, but she has had such a long and varied career that we would be here all night. So <laughs> I'm not gonna get Yeah, I had a moment where detailed. I thought it was my job uh-huh. and I panicked because I was like, I have an hour and a half. And she has like a full biography. And then I went to the doc and I saw it was your turn. I was like, Thank God. <laughs> all right. Should we talk about the pitch perfect movies for like a few minutes though? Like is <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be on here. <laughs> <laughs> good, All good, right. good. So she is an American actor and filmmaker. You likely know her best from some of the hugely successful movies she starred in, like Wet Hot American Summer, The Hunger Games series, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, Zack and Miri Make a Porno, all three Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, and the horror movies Slither, The Uninvited, and Brightburn. Mm-hmm. She was in all of those, too. Well, who was she in Spider-Man? What was she in Spider-Man? I don't remember. Was she, she wasn't Spider-Man? in that movie. I don't think she was in that movie. It's she was on her IMDb <laughs> and her Wikipedia. So I'm going to find this while okay, we're talking. Okay. So these are just a few, but she has nearly 100 acting credits. She's done a ton of stuff. You would definitely recognize her if you saw a picture. Okay? Yeah. So she began. Betty to... Brent? Betty yeah, Brent? Who is that? I don't, know. I don't know who I'm the fuck Googling. that is. I'm Googling. <laughs> okay. Betty. All right. 
Brent. Ready, Brant, Spider-Man. Here we go. Here we go. Here we okay. go. Uh, oh, well, no one I don't remember. She has like a black bob in it. Huh. Oh, wild. Okay. I'm looking at the picture. I don't remember her at all. But okay. <laughs> sorry. We love you, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So she began her directing career by making two short films and then a segment in the comedy anthology Movie 43. And then oh. after she produced and starred in Pitch Perfect, she made her directorial debut by directing its sequel, Pitch Perfect 2, in 2015. And then she also co-produced and starred in both P Pitch Perfect 2 and the sequel, Pitch Perfect 3. That's really hard to say. <laughs> it's a lot, yeah. All right, Joe, what are your Pitch Perfect thoughts? I love those movies. Like, They're I so don't... much fun. <laughs> Hot take, I hate acapella. <laughs> like, I find it okay. Fair. unnerving. Same. Yeah. But Same. Like, I love those movies, especially, I think it was like two or three, and there's a series now on Amazon. I don't know if you're mm -hmm. all familiar with Flula Borg, <laughs> but like, no. he's the German guy that uh, pops yes, up at yes, least yes, in three. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I love him, like, more than, like, a lot of things in the world. Like, <laughs> Okay, so... The boat is sinking, and your children and Flula Borg is oh. on the boat. <laughs> Who do you if rescue? If you've met my children, it's not like a hard choice. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I love them. I love them. But like Leslie would agree with me. Um, but he's. So I remember, like, when I first started working in New York, and I worked for advertising agencies. Like back when you would find like viral videos and stuff, I stumbled upon this guy Flula, and like insane like the most insane things you will ever see like if you get a chance go on his youtube and like go back to some of his older like videos and then all of a sudden he pops up in like a pitch perfect movie i'm like what the fuck is happening here like <laughs> it's it's like the chocolate rain guy like showing up like in the next <laughs> oh my God. or something wow. like he's amazing <laughs> so yeah like gaza sunday what was his name Sp i knew oh. to know this I, on I only remember him because he used to show up next to me in the cameo ads. <laughs> <laughs> it was him and no, William Hung. Verified it. Oh no, my God. Yeah. Shut up. That is a weird algorithm. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I get where I am and I appreciate that. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like that's pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so to continue about the pitch perfect movies i'm going to read you guys a quote from her thank god there's an adult here thank god <laughs> it's a long one but i think what she has to say is pretty important so she said this when she was speaking to time about pitch perfect too i felt ready and wanted to do it of course but i felt like once i said yes i couldn't screw it up there was definitely that pressure. It's very rare. And because it's rare, I unfortunately, whether I like it or not, am taking on a role here. I remember reading about Diablo Cody talking about Jennifer's body. Diablo, who's a friend of mine, was saying she felt like the comments on the script were, wow, a girl can write in this genre. Women don't do horror movies. She represented all women all of a sudden. Whether her entire mm -hmm. gender could write in that genre was based on whether or not she could write in that genre. If a boy wrote a shitty script, you would never say, well, boys can't do it. It's never an option. But I'm very rare. And if I didn't do it well, they would absolutely say, if she couldn't do it, I guess women can't do it. 
I'm not very interested in representing my entire gender. I think it's very unfair, but I do understand the responsibility and hopefully I deliver. Oh my God. I love that. Like, I love it. Like, yeah, because it's true, right? Like if one woman is not funny, then all women are not funny, right? Like comedians, if you don't like stick to it, like, yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. So after Pitch Perfect 2, she co-wrote, directed, and produced and starred in Charlie's Angels, the one from 2019 that starred Kristen Stewart. So unfortunately, that movie did not do well. It performed really poorly at the box office, and there was some controversy that happened around it. Banks kind of got dragged a bit, especially on social media and stuff. Because she had said that if this movie doesn't make money, it reinforces a stereotype in Hollywood that men don't go see women and do action movies. And Mm. some people got pissed because she said that when people brought up like Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, she said they didn't really count because they're part of the male genre of superhero movies. And that that's why people were going to see it because it like fit into the Marvel MCU. And also it was one woman as opposed to Charlie's Angels that was basically an all female cast. But it's it's a valid point, right? Like, it's funny that, like, she has to represent everything, right? And, like, yeah. if she does one shitty movie, which actually I kind of enjoyed the Charlie's Angels reboot. Uh-huh. But, like, why does that, like, speak for everything? Like, Francis, Francis Ford Coppola, Godfather 3 is a piece of shit. And, like, everybody <laughs> right. hates it. Woo, shots fired. But, but like, I don't think that shot's fired. Like, I think no, everybody no, generally everybody kind of agrees it. it's that terrible. it's the worst one, yeah. For sure. But it's not like anyone says like, oh, men can't direct because Godfather 3 was a piece of trash. Like, it's, right. Yeah. It's, and unfortunately, because she made these comments to like some news organization, it got kind of plastered all over the Internet. Mm-hmm. And then folks mm-hmm. were kind of mad and dudes were calling her remarks misandry and bullshit like that. No. So fuck's uh, sake. it's the same assholes that shit all over the uh ghostbusters reboot with uh with women hey <laughs> yes yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> all right i'm gonna put that the future is female feature in the mail for you joe you have just it. congratulations Listen, check out paramore they're the future of music <laughs> no this reminds me a lot of conversations we had about olivia wilde right yeah Where because she is an mm-hmm. outspoken feminist like People are rooting for her failure. So the yeah. minute she's not perfect, like that becomes the narrative. Like the the film stops being the central, like the central idea in the narrative. And it's about the politics of the person behind oh, it. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's very much Ghostbusters. We're like, oh, Leslie Jones, I don't want to fuck her. So like, oh, this movie uh, sucks. Like in general, you know, exactly. like exactly. Exactly. To be clear, like I a hundred percent would. Like, I don't want to like cut that out. But, like, <laughs> but it's like the moment like and it is the one thing that super frustrates me about a lot of like horror is that like it's a very sort of traditional male genre and it's like anytime like a woman or something like outside of the quote-unquote norm tries to step in and do something it's like oh it's very gatekeepery which like is so fucking obnoxious which is why i just watch uh, hallmark movies now (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) yeah i mean it's always interesting when like the the mainstream is just code for like white yeah exactly 100 (laughs) percent 
just say it. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that if that is if that is the barometer for the norm, just say it. Right. Yeah. Just be honest. And if I don't like, like it, I'm just gonna honest. call it woke now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. And so after people started getting mad, then Elizabeth Banks basically came out and said, like, look, I wasn't trying to make a feminist manifesto here. I just wanted to make an action movie. She said she would have loved mm-hmm. to have made made, for instance, a Mission Impossible movie, but she was saying they're not offering those to women directors. And that's likely the reason she got Charlie's Angels, she thought, was because she's a woman and it starred a group of women. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So after that's Charlie's cool. Angels, she directed the movie we're talking about today, Cocaine Bear. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> this movie is the movie tells you before it starts but this movie is inspired by an actual true story of a bear that ate a bunch of cocaine that was scattered in a georgia forest when a drug trafficker's plane crashed in 1985 now if you want to hear all of the details about this insane story join our patreon because i'm going to tell you the whole thing uh in our extended episode today so (laughs) check that out yes I don't want to derail everything, but did you all watch uh, Metalocalypse uh, that used to be on Adult Swim? No. And there yeah. was uh, Dr. Roxo, the cocaine clown. Yes. <laughs> Out to cocaine. That's all I could think about this entire thing. He was a clown and he would show up and just talk about cocaine. And the entire time, like all I could think about was him like bouncing around. But anyway. Yes. No, you're not wrong. No. <laughs> All right. So in this movie, Ray Liotta plays a drug trafficker in the movie, and it was basically his last role before he died. He was working on something else, but this is his last sort of thing that he completed before his death. I think there are other things that are going to come out later, but he filmed this last, I guess. And Banks. Okay. Yeah. And Banks credits him with giving her the confidence to direct this type of movie. So she said to Yahoo.com, Quote, I'm a female director. I wanted to make a big movie that has a lot of action and CGI, and it's very muscular, masculine kind of project. And I've been told by people in Hollywood, I don't know if you can direct those things because I don't know if male actors will follow you. And I say to that, when Henry Hill follows you, you can make anything you want. So that was the gift that Ray gave me. He gave me the confidence to know that I can direct anybody doing anything, which I thought was really nice. Oh, that's super sweet. Yeah. Yeah. When the the credits, this is not a spoiler. Yeah, the movie has credits. When the credits came up and it was like the memorial to yeah. Ray Liotta, I was like, yeah. oh. no, I was so sad. I mean, I shouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, I know it's super sad, and he has done so much work in just the last few years. Like, I just saw him in that Apple TV Plus show Blackbird. He was so good in that. It's kind of um, oh, I've been meaning really to watch that. It's, was that good? Yeah, it's good. It's good. But what's the uh, the Goodfellas or whatever like that he's known for? Like that's kind of his big thing. Yeah, I feel like Cocaine Bear is like the perfect kind of like <laughs> accompaniment. Up, yeah, you know, like yeah, yes, yeah, it yes. really goes well. Agree, a hundred percent. I love that sort of he went out with this sort of yeah, kind of um, homage to a character that like he's so well known for. He's sort yeah. of like his breakout for yeah, you absolutely, know? Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely, and like. The scenery chewing that he does in this. We'll get into it, but ugh, he's so great in this. Yeah. So when she read the script for Cocaine Bear, she got super excited about being able to make something that was really unique. And she found herself actually having a lot of sympathy for the bear uh, in the story because he ended up being yeah. more sort of collateral damage in the war on drugs, she thought. 
So to her, yeah. it made a lot of sense to create a revenge story for the bear. And she even told Entertainment Weekly, we should not fuck with nature. Nature will win. <laughs> Just sort of the thesis <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so she was determined to keep this movie at 95 minutes, which I think I'm sure Rachel really appreciated <laughs> in the editing. Oh I don't know gosh. what you're referring yeah. to. <laughs> in the editing, she ended up cutting some character development moments in order to keep that runtime. But she felt that this kind of a movie, this type of story really needed to be told efficiently. And that ultimately people were coming to this movie to see a bear killing people, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 So she worked with Weto. What got cut? I don't know. I which um, got cut. Yeah, that's a good question. Because I feel like I got everything I needed. I, yeah. I, I totally like, agree. Can we dive deeper on the like wildlife guy? Can we dive deeper on the hikers? No, I did not think that. <laughs> but I do love it that it was like a conscious decision. It's like, all right, yeah, you're going yeah. to see Cocaine Bear. We don't need a two hour and 15 minute movie. Like, right. really exactly. Don't. This is what you're saying. We need no more of a like, pediatrician. It doesn't overstay no, we do its work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So she worked with Weta Workshop to create the bear and all the VFX for the movie. They're known for their work on Lord of the Rings and Avatar, of course. And the film was made on a $35 million budget, most of which went towards towards those special effects. But I think it's already made $20 million just yesterday or something. So I think it'll yeah. do just fine. Kick Quantumania's ass. Get him, Elizabeth. <laughs> Wait, is that out? Is that out right now? Yeah, and it's, it's like not doing too right well. Now. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I love Paul Rudd, but the movie's I do. Garbo. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, well. That's too bad. I love Ant-Man so much. That sucks. But I would love to see the ascendancy of cocaine. Bear. I mean, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Like, if that was the number one movie this week, that would be a What a weird time. Right? Like, can you imagine like 30 years ago, a movie about like a bear doing blow like in theater? <laughs> it's like... In theater. Yes. Agree. What I a weird time we live in. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> so a human bear performer by the name of Alan Henry, who trained under most Ocean Captain superhero Andy Circus uh, subbed oh. in for the bear. <laughs> he uh, to help the cast out. He even wore bear prosthetics. Apparently, he also <laughs> walked around on all fours while playing the animal, wearing arm extenders and like a helmet that had a silicone bear nope. snout on it. No. <laughs> and in one Amazing. scene that I am sure we will talk about. The bear sort of passes out on top of one of the characters, mm. and he had to wear a bulky foam bodysuit so that he could emulate the girth of the bear when he was on top. <laughs> Things I thought did not expect to talk about today. Yeah. Girth. Yeah. Girth. So just know when you're watching that scene that when it was filmed, there was another dude in a bodysuit just like laying on top of him. <laughs> it's in my notes. It's one of my favorite moments in the movie. <laughs> So Wait, did you all that. take notes in the theater? How do you do that? No, afterwards. No, 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 no. Post, right. post, post. Listen, got we gotta nothing. act like we know what we're doing when we have company. All right. No, 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 no. My only notes are like female directors. You need to know this. <laughs> you have the important stuff. I appreciate that. So <laughs> you have passed the test, sir. <laughs> All right. So they wanted to do some research into like how this bear would move, how it would act. But of course, there is not a bunch of like archival footage of a bear high on cocaine. So instead, <laughs> they just had it's to. Like the 80s never happened. I know. Come right, on. Right? <laughs> just ignoring an entire bears. decade. <laughs> 
So instead, they watched videos of like black bears, grizzlies, sun bears, pandas, and sort of figured out the way that they, I know I love sun bears so much. I love Mm. sun bears so much. Me too. They're so sweet. I know. <laughs> um, like when you go to the Oakland Zoo, like the first thing you, the first enclosure is the sun It was bears my favorite when I was a kid. I called them long tongue bears because they have that hugely long tongue. They're so freaking cute. All right. I love a sun bear. I know. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so they even looked at how fast this type of bear can run, how high they can jump. And then they just decided to kind of beef that up a bit and make it a more extreme. I don't know what you're reality. talking about. That felt very realistic <laughs> to me when it leapt into the back of a yes. right. ambulance going like 50 miles an hour. <laughs> so as for what Elizabeth Banks is up to next, she unfortunately has remained pretty mum in interviews, but there were articles a couple of years ago that said that she was set to helm one of the Universal Monster movies. And that she had picked Ooh. The Invisible Woman, which oh. is, I think is a super oh. interesting choice because if you've never seen it, I think it's a third or fourth in the series and it's more of like a comedy version. Black and white? Because I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 but according to IMDb, she's also in development on a, mo- a TV movie called The Greater Good, which is supposed to be a workplace comedic version of The X-Files. So we'll oh. see. Yeah. Okay. But I hope she does get to do the Universal Monster one. Yeah, Yeah. that sounds like it would be great. They keep edging us with these, like, Universal Monster movies. They need to get on it. Like, The Invisible Man was so successful. Why are they waiting? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then there was, like, we were supposed to get a Dracula movie by Kira Sama, and that isn't happening. The Mummy, I don't think, did very well with Tom Cruise. No, it kind of derailed the the whole thing. Have you seen it? (laughs) Well, there was also the... Was there was the Wolfman with uh, somebody? Yeah, like Benicio del Toro. Yes, yeah, it was right, like yeah. one of the first ones. It was not great. Yeah, so I think that kind of shot everything. But like Universal, I think in Hollywood, right? Like, don't they have a whole land they're building for the monsters or something, or I at least like so, a little area? Yeah. I think so. so yeah, I've yeah. got to imagine they're kind of pushing this whole thing. I would hope so. I mean, I remember there was like the big Vanity Fair cover where it was like mm-hmm. Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie and da 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 da, da. Yep. And then Mummy came out and everyone's like, <clears throat> uh, oh, never mind, never mind, about. nothing to see here. I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, Invisible Man was my favorite movie that year. So I feel mm. like, yeah, I think the key is to try not try to like universe it and just let them be standalone. Yeah, you'll be good. absolutely. Universing is it's not the tea. No. Don't do it. It's not working out very well for anybody. So, <laughs> no, no. All right. Are you, I tried to cut you off earlier, so I want to do a double check. I'm so done. Move <laughs> forward. Okay. Excellent. Thank you, Ariel. That was, as always, super informative, super awesome. You know, I love hearing about women horror directors. They are they are my icons. And once again, uh, Elizabeth Banks is super super rad. So let's get into our non spoiler thoughts. So in case people want to go ahead and check this out in the theater, they can get a vibe of how we feel about it, if it's worth going out to the theater, that kind of thing. So, Joe, as our mm. guest, I would love to know your non-spoiler thoughts about Cocaine Bear. <laughs> so <laughs> it's interesting because this movie, you hear the name Cocaine Bear, and I think as like someone in this genre and like us – that have seen like a Tokyo Gore Police and like these type yeah. of movies. I was expecting it to be so off the wall and bananas. And like it was at certain points, but like 
it's not super crazy, right? Like, I feel like, and I got to imagine she was stifled a little bit by like, you know, the, the production company or whatever, but like, I really enjoyed it. I think I just expected maybe a little more bananas and there are parts and specifically like towards the end. And we'll kind of get into it when we talk about spoilers where it does go like crazy, but then there are parts where it's like, and I'm thinking specifically, and I'm not going to say like names, you know, to kind of spoil everything, but like there's a scene in the trees where someone dies and like, you don't see as much of it. But then there's a scene later where you do see a lot of it and yeah. it felt a little uneven and there's those parts. But that being said, I think the actors in this were amazing. Like I loved everyone and, you know, I thought that kind of carried a lot of it. And overall, I really enjoyed it and had like a really fun time kind of going to the theater and watching a movie like this for sure. Good. I would feel bad if I sent you to the theater for a bad one. Oh, this was fucking like, the bullshit, worst. and I hated it, and I'd like you to Venmo me my $10 for a matinee. How about you, Ariel? I'm what kidding. I code? still have a bloody good horror credit card, and I'm charging everything. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's dying. <laughs> Um, oh god. Yes, I've had too many drinks for this. <laughs> I've I've reached the event horizon. <laughs> All right, how about you, Miss Ariel? What did you think of this movie film? I had a blast. I mean, I had such a good time watching this movie. I know that there is some unevenness. I totally agree with you, Joe, that there are parts where the camera cuts away from some gore that I wish I had gotten to see. But yep. I had so much fun. I mm-hmm. like an animal attack movie quite a bit. And I like even ones that other people think are terrible, like Anaconda or Congo, for instance. <laughs> I still have like Congo. a soft spot. <laughs> I think they're so much fun, even when they're bad. And this one, what I liked about it was that it was funny. It was gory. I had a great time. I thought it was like a sort of a perfect mix of like silly ridiculous comedy stuff happening in that over-the-top gore and I also really love movies that do that thing where you get a bunch of quirky characters all kind of Mm. getting their story and then coming together that's like one of my favorite things that happens in movies and I thought that this did this well and I know that there have been some complaints about like lack of character development because you have so many characters I could give a shit they were all fun and I'm not here for character development like that's literally not the name why of I the movie is I want to see cocaine, cocaine bear. bear yeah exactly thank <laughs> you thank you. you know what it gave me a co- bear on cocaine yeah when yeah. I was doing research I stumbled upon an AP <laughs> review of this and it was just like trashing the movie and a big part of it was about like character development and stuff and I'm just like what why are you here? Who's, don't don't review this movie. It's elevated asylum. No. It's elevated asylum. Yeah. Get over yeah, yourself. I will say, <laughs> I, I think the only real complaint I have that kind of aligns that is like, and I don't know if this is a spoiler, but like, we don't get a lot of backstory on the bear. <laughs> like, it just... <laughs> it kind of... In media red. Shows it up. shows yeah. up high and like crazy and like, that's it. Like, we kind of go from there. Like, yeah. You don't get a lot of like, oh, the bear found cocaine in the woods and blah, blah, blah. Like it just, and and again, I'm, I'm trying not to spoil it, but it's like, all right, the bear shows up, it's high on blow. And like, here we go. Like, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) But I was just, I was so happy that it was a good movie too, because, um, so I went to this little theater 
near my house, but we have had a like a freak snowstorm in Portland, Oregon, <laughs> where we got a ton more snow. It snowed here in Oakland. That's wild. It snowed in Oakland. We got like eight it's inches crazy, where dude. I live, which never You know happens. who's not I know. I know you got eight inches, but you like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. But, <laughs> oh my god! I mean, if there is ever a people who are not prepared for snowfall, it is Northern California. Oh we god, are not no. Ready. no, it's terrible, and it's terrible here too because nobody knows how to drive in it or anything. So I got dropped off at the theater. I saw the movie, had a blast. And then when I was trying to leave, so I don't drive and the buses weren't running and the Lyft and Uber, I could not get because they just, nobody was driving, I guess, because of the snow and ice. And so I had to walk three miles home through the snow and ice where like, this sounds like bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Up whole hill both ways. No, I will show you my pedometer (laughs) on my phone. If you want to see it, it took me like over an hour and a half to get home in the snow. And if, Dear that Lord. had happened and it was a How bad many packs movie of raccoons attacked you on the way that's what i want to know <laughs> i don't know if you know this okay so you don't know this joe but mm. ariel is like a disney princess if they were all cocaine bears <laughs> she's the only person i know that has been skunked inside her own home Wait, she has been chased what? down by packs Packs of raccoons. Yeah, it's true. What I have the fuck? weird things happen like, in my presence. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like they had like switchblades and were like snapping. Like you're like <laughs> Cinderella <laughs> if the animals hated Cinderella. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Sorry, all that to on, say <laughs> is that I was just I was so happy that I loved the movie because otherwise I would be angry right now. And instead, I just have all these amazing memories of like the goofiest movie I've seen in a long time honestly yeah. this year between megan and this has been a ball you know <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i thought this movie was so fun i had such a great time with it more what i found myself kind of in the theater as i was watching this because i knew we'd be talking about it i had to like turn a little bit of my analytical brain on and i the thing that really struck me was how i can't believe that it actually exists in this version of it like yeah. megan is a perfect example of what i'm talking about where it like had a little bit of viral success and they cut it. Right. It was originally supposed to be R-rated, came out PG-13. And this feels like the kind of film that one of the things we would be talking about today is how it didn't quite work because it needed to be R-rated. It needed to have gore, but it had been cut to like a PG-13 acceptable level of gore. And so that it would be like appealing to a broader audience. But instead, I'm like delighted to say this thing is joyfully gory. Mm. It is joyfully it like body parts and oh yeah oozing blood and all that good stuff um there's one kill at the end that is kind of like somebody enjoying spaghetti but we'll get there um and there's one kill that like actually made me like you touch my spaghetti but the baguette nobody touch my spaghetti um well well i agree with joe it's not quite as bonkers as maybe i had hoped it or expected it to be what I think it does really well is what Ariel talked about, which is like fill the film with these delightfully odd characters, particularly I love the national forest. Oh my God. They are so great. It's apparently a thing (laughs) in this world. (laughs) And, and I really actually love the two sort of drug dealer guys, Mm -hmm. um, David and Eddie, who are played by O'Shea Jackson Jr. And Alden, uh, I, Aaron Reich. Um, 
But the thing that I think is most amazing about it is it manages to pull off this. It's like totally off upbeat and weirdly wholesome in yeah. some ways. And then it's also this total drug fueled, gory rampage. And that is a very difficult balance. And yet, in my opinion, Banks pulled it off. I it's totally agree. A hundred percent. Val. Like it is, you do start to sympathize with the bear, like pretty yes, quickly. Yes. The yes. bear is also fueled by cocaine. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. It's yes. Such a yes. Weird. But even like to your point, like uh, what is it? David and uh, Eddie, like, they're drug dealers and they're not yeah. good people, but like no. you kind of love them and love them. Yeah. yeah. And also just love them. Ice Cube's son being in any movie, like that Agreed. just made me happy. Agreed. Like, yeah. <laughs> like a child of the 90s. Like I was just super excited to see that. But like, yeah. Today was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> no barking from the dog. There was no smog. Mama cooked a breakfast with no hog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i think this is a perfect double feature with something like crawl mm. which is another oh, movie yeah, that i absolutely. absolutely love that's a great one yeah so if i'm if i'm not being clear my recommendation is if you have not like if you're not sure if you should go see cocaine bear in the theater i think this is such a communal watch mm. you should absolutely throw like some matinee money on this or yeah. like that's, money. Yeah. That's about I do wish I'd kind of seen this like with a larger audience on like a Friday night rather than house. like three yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah, for sure. Just mask it up and get in that crowd yeah. and have a good time. <laughs> or like yeah. honestly, like I think we were talking about it on the um the the whatever the hell, the Discord. Um mm -hmm. like when it comes out on VOD, like hundred percent gonna be super high and watch this with the wife like i think that's gonna be a blast oh like, yeah oh yeah so much fun yes 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 <laughs> but i would i would say edibles versus cocaine yeah. you won't actually watch it <laughs> whatever don't judge all right like look, I mean, i'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum i'm just we're saying all just trying to get by okay <laughs> yeah true i mean you will definitely end up empathizing with the bear all right so that are uh, any other thoughts before we move forward into spoiler territory? No, go for it. Excellent. Okay, so that is it. Those are our non-spoilery thoughts. You know the drill. I'm about to get into spoiler territory with my synopsis. This is me giving you time to find your phone, to go ahead and hit that pause button, to go to Fandango and order yourself a ticket like I did. Got a great seat. Was with a bunch of fuck, well, not a small group of select weirdos. <laughs> you too can have that experience if you head to Fandango, who is not paying me, I swear, and get yourself a ticket. All right, you've had time. If you are still here, you have consented to spoilers. You have enthusiastically consented to spoilers. So I'm going to give you the synopsis. Now, as we said, I don't know if it was before we were recording or once we started, this is a movie that both has a very simple plot and like a lot of plot. So I'm going to really narrow this down um but there may be some spoilers in here so beware all right the year is 1985 oh, dear <laughs> the <God>. place <laughs> is appalachia at forty thousand feet <laughs> uh, a coke smuggler's plane is going to crash so he throws all the coke out of his plane into the wilderness before trying to jump out himself 
do I wouldn't say success. <laughs> no. And a very like interesting Matthew Reese cameo. I love him. It was very strange to have him like have literally no dialogue except for the sound <laughs> snorting, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Uh it's all part of a drug kingpin's plan, Ray Liotta, played by Ray Liotta. Um what he didn't like basically if the plane is crashing, this is where you drop the drugs, right? But what he didn't expect was that a bear would eat the cocaine and then take a liking to it and go on a killing rampage. So caught up in said rampage is a cast of kooky characters, including um, some camp, some Scandinavian campers <laughs> yes. played by my boyfriend from Game of Thrones. Oh, is that um, who that as was? Well as- oh, shit. Yes. Oh, I thought he yes. looked so familiar and his voice sounded familiar. And then I forgot to look it up. Oh, love, him. love him so much okay um as well as some local wildlife experts a park ranger a very down to clown park ranger who wants to dust off her beaver I'm oh my god saying. i I'm love Mar- margo martindale so much margo yeah i know i love her she's so fucking great half my notes are about how much me I love too Mar- <laughs> um as well as some preteens and their mom more drug dealers some national park hooligans, because like I said, apparently that is a thing in this world, who all run afoul of said cocaine bear. Some survive. <laughs> Some get torn into teeny tiny little bits. <laughs> Lessons are learned. Dogs are adopted. Intestines are slurped down spaghetti style. And lots and lots and lots of cocaine gets ingested oh, yeah. by humans and also mostly by bears it is an earth sign cocaine party the kids the bear um, kids and human kids even partake <laughs> let me tell you fox news is so mad about the cocaine kids oh, really? doing cocaine i yes <laughs> wait yes. is that real like are they really like no. pissed off about that no so i was googling this to kind of like just do like a little base thing the two stories that came up were like elizabeth Banks says she's not sorry about having the kids do cocaine i was like Jesus Christ, were you not a teenager? <laughs> were you not a preteen? Of course you would have put that shit up your nose. Okay, anyways. In other words, this movie is family fun. Fun for the whole family. I mean, 100%. they eat it too, right? Like, it's not yeah. like they snort it. Like, it's, you know. And then right. they don't like it. Right. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, it's done it's very totally not class. a big deal. Not that it's probably the right way to put it, but like lighthearted children cocaine use. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like if Lifetime was gonna do children doing yeah. cocaine, yeah, like they could. <laughs> I mean, Elizabeth Banks has had to talk about it and how it's like a talk about loss of innocence and like that it's okay because they are so young. Like if it was teenagers and they knew what they were doing, it would be yeah more problematic. I'm I like, can... really, Elizabeth, do not feed the animals. Yeah, okay? but it Just is very like yeast youth, and keep it moving. right. Like I remember, like literally, me and my buddy. Uh, this is like dating me, but there was this Aerosmith song that says uh, sleeping late and smoking tea. And like literally we took like tea bags from my parents' house and tried to smoke <laughs> them in the woods. And it's like, like that's no. what it reminded me of, you know? Adorable. So me and my girlfriends tried to smoke cinnamon sticks yeah. <laughs> at a slumber party. Like, mm. I feel like this is more honest. This is just yeah. honest. Exactly. Like when you're a kid, you're curious. You want to try things. Yeah. You want to like You raid transgress. your parents' liquor cabinet and like you pour a little bit of everything bit of into a bottle and it's like <laughs> it tastes like yeah. death, but it's like I don't know, this is alcohol. So yeah. yeah. And sometimes you end up waking up in your own vomit and end up in the back of an ambulance. Oh wait, that's just me. Moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> no, uh, that's a true story. 
<laughs> Maybe I do need help. <laughs> Sorry, Ariel. <laughs> I just made her aspirate her water. <laughs> Wait, she's gone now. Oh, she disappeared. She... <laughs> we killed Ariel. Joe, okay, I need you to be my alibi. <laughs> Where'd she go? Can I count on you? It's Can weird I count because the, be uh, like the video feed kind of cut and all of a sudden she yeah. was just like gone. It was yeah. like big and friended vibes. Like <laughs> we're going to see her sticking her hand in a blender next. I'm so sorry. You made me inhale water. <laughs> we went down the wrong <laughs> type. That was going to be my breathe. alibi. That <laughs> was going to be my alibi if I murdered oh you. Oh my God. <laughs> Whew, that was intense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where were we? Let's get into our non spoilery mm. thoughts. No, Again, our spoilery Joe, thoughts. As our guest. Oh, we're in the spoilery right, terms. <laughs> Let's get into our spoilery. <laughs> Why did you let me drink it? You knew this was gonna happen. You've been you've drunk with me plenty of drank with me plenty of times. You know that this is a bad I idea. didn't expect you to go from like one drink to five quite so quickly. Yeah, you amped up pretty quickly. <laughs> I mean, you know how I operate. I do. This I should not, I should have known better. You should have known. You should have when you heard me ask for the whiskey, you should have said Rachel beer. Rachel cider. Rachel's <laughs> Seltzer, Rachel Water. <laughs> so I, what I'm saying is this is your fault. So let's get into our spoiler thoughts. Okay. Joe, mm-hmm. as our lovely guest, we would like for you to go first. What did you think of this movie? All bets are off. Yeah, so I really enjoyed it. Like I had a really good time in the theater. I guess now that we're kind of talking about spoilers, like I do think Jesse Tyler Ferguson shows up, right? Like I loved his character. But it was interesting that, like, it felt like they really held back on kind of his gutting or whatever you want to call it in the the trees. Leg but then you get to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you get to Ray Liotta's at the end, and it's like we've got entrails falling out, and there's like a bear eating get, it, and yeah. like <laughs> it felt like a little uneven. And I do kind of get the criticism that, like, not that I was looking for you know, character development, but it is very much like these people just show up and then we kind of do our thing. Right. Like the, there's not much of a, I don't want this to sound harsh, but like plot, right? Like (laughs) the bear just kind of shows up and starts Mm -hmm. killing people. And I guess at the heart of it, it's really Carrie Russell trying to find, you know, her daughter and the best friend, Henry. And, that's kind of the motivation here, but like we don't really get much out of, you know, from like backstory or anything. So it's not like you're super drawn into their story. Um, that being said, it's just a fun, goofy movie with like yeah. crazy shit happening. So like, I think from like a horror nerd perspective, like I joked around in like Tokyo Gore police, like we've all seen that movie and it's like, I think we kind of expected that except with a bear doing cocaine Hmm. and it's a little more reserved, which sounds insane to say for a movie called cocaine bear than that. But like it skews more towards this is crazy, like quote unquote normie type movie, right? Versus horror nerds that have seen like everything being like blown away. Um, But it's super fun. Like it's, it's definitely like I wish I had seen it in a, you know, kind of a group environment like that. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, 
I guess like outside yeah, of my I rambling. Mean, I, think, um, I think some yeah. horror fans were maybe hoping it would go like full kind of exploitation film level exactly. of gore and just be kind of wall to wall that. And I just think this is a different kind of movie. It's a little bit exactly. sillier. It's a little bit funnier and more lighthearted. And I think that the kills do kind of ramp up as it yeah. goes along. Where like you were saying with Jesse Tyler Ferguson, you don't even see the leg ripped off. You see more like the blood dripping down. Yeah. Um, but then by the end, you're seeing little, you know, baby bears eaten. Yeah, like you actually see Ray Liotta's guts like yes. falling out. And it's like, <laughs> exactly. all right, well, why didn't you show that with the earlier stuff? But like, yeah, I, it I, didn't bother me by any means, but it was a little bit like it uneven, I think is a good word. Like it just felt yeah. a little uneven at certain points. I can I can totally see what you're saying. I personally didn't have that much of a problem with it because I wasn't. I went in expecting more of like a uh, the comedy to come forward and to not have mm-hmm. quite as much kind of just like wall to wall really intense gore like a lot of horror fans I think were maybe expecting. So I think people maybe just need to set their expectations a little differently. Yeah. But I totally get where you're coming from because sometimes like I mean as a horror fan you've seen so much that you kind of want all the filmmakers that are doing something gory to like really go for it you know Exactly yeah and that's by no means that it like ruined my experience or sure. I didn't like the movie like I 100% would recommend it I think it's just for like you and I and like yep. you know anyone probably listening to this podcast you're not getting like a crazy bat shit like over the top like it is right for you know the average moviegoer but it's not like a you know yeah like the camera does cut away at points so you don't see everything and so if you're hoping to really like get those gore shots you're not going to get all of that you know but exactly it's not a trauma movie and i think that's a little bit what probably horror fans were expecting expecting. i get that sure exactly but at the same time you do get the delightful amazing margot martindale just like oh my blow God. somebody's head, <laughs> you know, just like shoot yeah. him and like, you know, chunks exactly. of his brain like splattered on her face. And so there is stuff like that. Or even her death scene. I mean, you get her like dragged on the road with like her face. That was the one. Yeah. Did you think was, she was going to pop up at the like, end? Like I yes. expected her. I yeah. walking by her I for sure. Yeah. I kind of wish yeah. they had just because I love her so much that mm-hmm. I wonder. I love her in everything. And her and Mark, her and Jesse Tyler Ferguson together were delightful they were so funny yeah and rachel referenced it earlier but when he says to her you got a dusty beaver over there and she says i know i'm working on it i'm working on it you gotta dust that beaver beaver off she's like i'm working on it so funny (laughs) do you think there was any world where those two would have ended up together at the end like I mean, he was. I mean, very oblivious. No, but I to... want it yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah, I want it to be true. Yeah, I, mean, I think I she was barking up the wrong tree. Like, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so Rachel, I just have to tell you that I feel like I have grown as a person and as a horror fan because I did know that was a wig he was wearing. So I feel like I should get some kind of award for that. You know, gradually. <laughs> I mean, like they literally like took it off a mop and put it on his head. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say you're making baby steps. Like, I, would, I will take you know, it. But that you even saw it is gross. <laughs> and I 
applaud you and Thank I you. support Thank you. you. And I, yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love Margot Martindale so much. And it was so fun to see her outside of her usual sort of lane. Yeah. You know, I think of her as being a very serious actor mm-hmm. or I think of her, if you ever watch her in Justified, she's terrible. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love her in Justified. Oh. So good. I love that show oh. so much. Yeah. Or Blow the Me Man too. Down. She Me was too. great in that. That was oh, She so was. Good. Have you seen that, Joe? No. Blow the Man Down. Oh, no, you I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a Prime video original, I think. So hmm. you should be able to, it, I mean, who doesn't have Prime at this yeah. point? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is like sea shanty murder. Oh. I don't know how to yeah, describe like it. Yeah, thriller, kind of a little like, Fargo-ish. You know, it's oh, really all right. It's excellent. She's incredible in it. So it was fun to see her like totally outside her lane. I know that she has talked about like this is not where she thought she would be at 70 years old <laughs> in an action movie. I'm loving it. Which I was like, I can't believe she's 70, first yeah. of all. Yeah. Like, no kidding. God, please let me look as good as Marvel. No Martin kidding. Like, Freaking 7 0. Yeah. But she's absolutely having the best time and as a result you are but i loved all of her like sad attempts at seduction where she's like disappointed that they can't go on the loop that's gonna have yeah. the sunset I know. <laughs> and she's so frustrated she's when the great. hooligan comes with them you know <laughs> yes 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 but i mean like even the scene where like the the bear is inside the sheriff's department yeah the park ranger department yeah. and she like whispers into the stethoscope i thought was actually really in from a directorial oh, yeah. perspective was very really cool. effective mm-hmm. and a that very entire cool scene movie. i thought was like one of the better of the entire movie yeah it was and super tense. yeah yeah for mm-hmm. sure i also appreciated when the door got knocked down on top of the medic guy and oh, he goes God, to like yeah. read it's so tense and then he <laughs> i love that this movie does this because it goes like from tense to funny because then he reaches for his med kit bag and the bear sees it and thinks that it's a cocaine duffel it's bag and then gets bag, excited yeah. and goes after that <laughs> instead it's just such a good mix of like gore and tension and then really silly shit too i really liked those two the the medics like i think mm-hmm. Not that I'm bummed that they weren't in it more, but like I really love those characters and I was kind of hoping like they would yeah. stick around a little longer than they did. But yeah, like that entire scene in the uh, cabin I thought was amazing. I mean, that's the real strength of the movie. Like even the smallest characters in this are so distinct. Yeah. And like I enjoyed my time with each and every one of them. Like the the characters I probably was the least invested with are Carrie Russell's yeah. character and the kids because they were the most normal. Yeah. I liked the weirdos. Yeah. That was where I was having the best time. I will say I agree with you that the Jesse Ferguson stuff didn't give us enough gore, but I appreciated that it was like escalating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we got up. to the ambulance is where things really started to kick off. Like his his arm. When it's like his hand oh, is and he puts his weight like on it. Stump. It was so gross. Yeah. Yes, oh. like I felt like it was building. So like yeah. every kill wasn't over the top, but it was like she didn't. By the time if we if she had started out the gate as gory as she gets by the end, yeah, I don't think that Ray Liotta getting the spaghetti treatment would have had the same <laughs> level of impact that it does. Sure. So I kind of appreciate the earlier strange because it really built towards. Yeah. The oh, for sure. Level. Yeah. I like yeah. to think that's that really how it. Ray Liotta went. Like, I, I like to think like that's how he, <laughs> you know, this was actually a documentary. kind of sared off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's how I'm probably going to go. Let's be honest, because if I see baby bears, I'm going to pet, pet them. them. Baby yeah. bears doing cocaine. Like, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I was young once. I like to party. I feel I like we can do love that. Like 
because the original story right is like the bear ate the cocaine and like died five minutes later or whatever right. but like in this movie the bear is addicted to cocaine <laughs> like it's, it just wants more and we more. get <laughs> we get multiple scenes where you're like all right the bear is dead but then it gets like a, a little bit of cocaine and it's like <laughs> springs back to life like i love that i mean yeah. i think that's what's I nice about it. it too for people who are like worried about the level of animal violence is that the violence directed at the bears is pretty slapsticky and even yeah. though we know in real life the bear dies in this movie, by the time the movie ends, like the bears are happily sunbathing, addicted to coke in the wilderness, alive. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like living their best bear yes. scar face life. I mean, she had a scar on her face. Oh, I was like, right. I got you. I got you. Oh, yes. I didn't even put that together, Smart. but yeah, that makes total sense. I didn't sense. either. I love that. <laughs> it is interesting because like from the beginning, you don't automatically like sympathize with the bear. Yeah. But then, like, as things go on and they introduce the fact that it's a female bear and then you get the mm -hmm. cubs and it's like, oh, no, I really want these, yeah. you know, this little family, family to kind to of live. survive. Like, I do. Yeah, I nice. did enjoy the scene where we found out that it was a female bear <laughs> <laughs> where it's like oh, passed my, out on top favorite. of the guy and he's like. <laughs> How do you it's know it's a vagina has been in my face? Yeah, yeah. the vagina's on my <laughs> ear right now. It's, it's so a girl funny. bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, that part I was laughing. I honestly, all of um, Alden Ein. Last thing I saw him in was that I saw it at Sundance. There was like this thriller about like him working in finance and like having issues with his girlfriend okay. doing a better job than him like so it was very weird to follow that like sexy thriller <laughs> with this yeah but he ultimately really won me over in part because of this scene his dry delivery of he's everything so as he's good. underneath the bear he's really funny and i love i love the hooligan that's with him that whole dynamic honestly of all the subplots that was my favorite yeah. of all of them because i felt like it was the least broad in terms of its humor. Like I really felt there were some great lines and some great dialogue and like the dynamic between the three of them was so great. And then that it kind of culminated in this bear passing out on top yeah. of it. <laughs> I, this was my, this was my favorite of all those sort of like, as everybody's moving up the mountain and meeting each other was, was that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like I, them walking together the and having this sort of like emotional breakthrough, you know, yeah. and talking about the lizard yeah. story when he was a kid and yes, it was all like yes. very kind of sweet and, and it touching. paid off. Yeah. It totally paid yeah. off with the dog. Like, Yay it, for Rosette finding like a nice new home with a kid and his two like drug dealing daddies. Like I, I'm so delighted that Rosette got the happiest when ending. When Bob out of all died, of them. I was legit like, oh poor Rosie, yeah. like her Rosette yeah. or whatever. It's like, oh, she doesn't have like a home now. And like, but to your point, like to the uh, the character development point, like yeah. Eddie is the one character that we kind of get like his wife just passed away. Yeah. He's got right. a kid. Ray Liotta is his father. Like. You yeah. do, if you kind of sympathize with anyone other than the bear, it's definitely Eddie because like, yeah, you yeah. kind of know a little bit about him. So yeah, like I loved him and like, I didn't realize until after that he was Han Solo. <laughs> like, yeah. I yeah. kept staring at him trying to figure out like who the hell he was. And I'm like, oh yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And like, <laughs> now I feel like I want to see more from him for sure. Cause I thought he was a greatness. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the name of that thing I saw. It was so good. It's coming to Netflix and it is good, but it will not make you like him. Hmm. Although you will like you'll it'll give you confusing boners. I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> for brace for confusing boners. 
<laughs> I'm in my 40s. I've got nothing but, like, at this point. Like, <laughs> Fair play? Yeah. Does that sound like it? Fair play? Fair play. That's it. There yes, that's go. the one. It, yeah. It's very, it's very good, but he is very disgusting Ooh, in it. Okay. And so I was weird. I went on a real journey. I first saw him and I, and also this movie is like kind of selling me on the return of the mullet. I'm sad. For oh, <laughs> because it's like, it's 80 set. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to talk about the, the score for this. So Mark Mothersbaugh did the score, you know, Mark mm-hmm. Mothersbaugh of Devo fame. Yes. And what I loved about it is that it is synthy and retro without feeling really heavy handed. Mm. Like there has been this sort of resurgence in the last, like now it's been like 15 years of this, of like them trying to like, uh, re-experience the carpenter of it all. You know, Stranger Things did it. Um, there's been a lot of those movies. And I feel like this is the best version I've heard of that in terms of like it feeling like it's period yeah, accurate. Yeah, more authentic. Without mm-hmm. being like, 80s we're in the 80s (laughs) yeah you know i I hate when like shows and movies do that like just kind of beat it down and yeah it did feel like very background subtle and like you know what you would actually hear if you were kind of sitting in this time period like everybody thinks the 80s is neon but it's actually just super brown (laughs) yeah it's super ugly (laughs) yeah So one of the things that I was, we kind of have touched on this a little bit earlier in the episode where you're talking about how um, there was that quote from Elizabeth Banks about like how all women have to do this. And I just want to do interesting action movies with CGI. And one of the other things that struck me in addition to the fact that I cannot believe this is an R rated movie that we're watching. And that's so exciting um, is how like in a strange way it feels really progressive and that she's getting to make this bizarrely madcap gory comedy. Um, like the only other thing I can think of that's even similar was Punisher Warzone, which is not a great movie, but it is the kind of movie that is so like outside the box in terms of what is considered like women's space yeah. in filmmaking. And I just really loved how like it's it is. Produced by um, Lord and Miller, who did like the Lego movie, and they okay. they tried to do the Han Solo movie. <laughs> we won't go there. Um, but it just it felt like this quietly very revolutionary thing to see a movie like this, like the risk taking that is allowed just naturally to so many upcoming male directors to see Elizabeth Banks getting to have that kind of very normal kind of experience yeah. of getting to do something very bold and outside the box agree and daring and she got a big budget for it for. too i mean not as yeah. big as like a superhero movie but for this kind of movie it was a pretty big budget that a lot of the yeah. women directors mm-hmm. that we cover are you know making a movie on pennies so i love that yeah. too and a big yeah. theatrical release exactly like the fact that it's in theaters i think yeah. says a lot too so good for her yeah yeah absolutely absolutely cuz i'm trying to think of the last like woman directed movie we covered that was in theaters. And I think it was the new Candyman movie. Candyman. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was Candyman. Mm-hmm. That's the last time we had to go to a theater to catch a woman directed film. Yeah. And there's been amazing women directed films since then, but that was the last one that got not just a theatrical release, but the big marketing push. Yeah. Like this has gotten a marketing. Push. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So they they didn't just throw movie money at the, the production of the film, but they like had enough faith in it to put it in theaters and to market it. Yeah, which is I love it. Noteworthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need especially more of that. in this day and age, right? Like, oh yeah, nothing's going in the theaters anymore. Like, good I know. For 
I know. I love that this also, wasn't Cocaine straight to video. Bear is a single mom. So she is, I think we can, we can add her to the, the list of awesome horror ladies. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Rachel, there how many go. drinks is that party. at this point? Like, yeah, are I'm, you not switching to water yet? Seven. You know we still have an extended yeah. episode to do, right? <laughs> you can't pass out I'm on just going to drool into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> So have I have I have I passed the line, Joe? Are you now horrified? No, no, not at all. I've cut myself off, but like, good for you. Just keep going. Keep going. Once she starts, it's hard to get her to stop. I I don't drink often, but when I do, I do it yep. thoroughly. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> and I hope I'm not too unbearable. As no, although tomorrow not. I'm going to be like everybody zero serotonin Rachel. in my brain. And- how are you gonna go to your satanic goat gathering? Like, yeah, totally. I'm gonna be too hungover for satanic goat gathering. I think. <laughs> so, but they are baby goats. I know baby goats I mean, are ridiculously adorable. Them and play with them. Yeah. And they try to eat your clothes. I've always best. meant to do goat yoga because I want to hang out. Oh with some yeah, baby goats. Ariel, move back to the Bay Area. We'll, I will do goat That's yoga. That's the plan. But I feel baby. like they shit all over you, right? Like, I, I always, mean, I like, hope yeah. not, but probably. Yeah. Well, okay, Ariel, move back. Joe, come visit. We'll all go. Do Everyone's getting peed on by goats. Like it's a, <laughs> it's a thing. Listen, I we do not deal with kink shaming on this podcast. <laughs> no, absolutely I will not. not. <laughs> I'm into a lot of weird stuff. I'm not gonna, you know. <laughs> right, confusing boners. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, can I just say that the <laughs> that's my new like that's no the next transition. podcast, confusing boners yes! with Joe. Confusing boners. There yes! you go. I, I would the done deal. The million first episode is on gremlins too that's my <laughs> yeah. my first episode. exactly all right ariel real uh, okay the up, cgi <laughs> let's talk about mm. that so i was impressed with the cgi around the bear i mean obviously you can still tell it's cgi in some of the moments mm. but i found myself forgetting that it wasn't a real bear because yeah. i think cgi has come far enough that they did a pretty solid job there are a couple moments where like things were a little rubbery as they always are with cgi but i was impressed i don't know yeah, I sure. thought it was kind of bad, and I appreciate. It. I mean, well, yeah, it was definitely bad in places, but I just mean like the fur, like looked like real fur where it used to yeah. look terrible. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, it's coarse. I just still, think as like, someone who doesn't enjoy animal violence, I was like, yes. make it cartoonish. Yeah, and, like, exactly. When they kick the cub, I was bummed. That was hard for me as a. I'm. Yes. I'm like do anything to the human body. I don't give a shit. But like you like just a toenail. You heard a toenail on an animal and I'm like in tears. <laughs> so I was grateful for sort of the uncanny yes, valley. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I but think I also to your point. Yeah. In any other movie, like it would have felt cheesy, right? Yeah. But like But you kind of needed it here. A, and because it's so exactly. such a silly movie, like the fact that there were come kind of like rubbery moments, both in the human body and in the bear, like I didn't really care about it, where usually wow. exactly. that bums me out. <laughs> I do have a con. Mm-hmm. Ray Liotta Uh-oh. and Margot Uh-oh. Martindale never got a scene together, and that made me really sad. <laughs> that is yeah. fair. Yeah. That is fair. Can you imagine oh, the two of them on screen? So good. Like we couldn't handle it as a species. I don't think we could handle it. <laughs> <laughs> did you have any cons joe um no i mean i think other than the ones we already kind of talked about yeah. that it, it did have moments of like unevenness but like at the end of the day it's a movie called cocaine bear and like <laughs> you know i yeah. don't care 
You right. Know, I mean, I think I what you're looking for come, is yeah. just like a fun time. And if that's what you got, then like, I feel like you got your money's worth, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you're writing a review about character development for Cocaine Bear, like you're an asshole. Like it's not, <laughs> not what we're here for. So no, I think especially, and I don't know, I feel like I keep going back to it, but like in this day and age, a movie where I can go and just completely zone out and have a blast like it reminds me a lot of like the um what was those the uh the tarantino like double feature like planet terror and like oh, that sort yeah. of stuff where it's just like grindhouse it's yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like very sort of not that it's like a grindhousey type movie but like right. it's very much that kind of just disconnect and mm -hmm. like let it happen type thing so yeah yeah mm-hmm yeah, I've seen some like criticisms where like she was trying to be Jaws on land. I was like, no, no she was she not. Wasn't. She was, was trying not to be trying like to be yeah. elevated asylum, and like she is understood yeah. the assignment and and completed yeah. the assignment. Anyone that like <laughs> makes that comparison like just it's hates stupid. women. Like yeah. it's bullshit. <laughs> It's like if you have any animal, like you can say, oh, that's Jaws in the jungle, like. No, you're just a fucking <laughs> dick. All right. <laughs> that being said, Jaws in the Jungle, TM, yeah. let's make it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, final recommendations. Ariel, would you recommend Cocaine Bear? 100%. I think it's worth actually paying for a movie ticket and going to see this in the theater. Watch it on the big screen. Do it. How about you, Joey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i would agree i don't know if you need to see it in the theater but i would definitely say like if you're going to see it at home see it with like a group right like yeah. or if you are going to go to the theater like spend the extra three or four bucks to see it like at a non uh like old person time <laughs> where this is going to be right. a good amount yeah I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> I will not acknowledge it. Yeah, I would say if you're trying to decide between VOD or theater, my answer is actually both mm. because you want to support it and it's so much fun and you want the group experience. Yeah. I think this is going to be one that as a horror fan, you should go see theatrically. And then when it comes out on VOD, make all your friends watch it with you. Yeah. Have a few drinks. Yeah. And, and this is a perfect group watch. And like a lot of times you're watching these things that are so bad, they're good. This is just good, mm. but also hits the same sort of like it, it scratches that same itch as those so bad it's good. Yeah. Like obviously you posted this in the discord today, Joe, the cocaine. What was it? No, it was a. Uh, oh, meth gator or meth something is like yes. coming out. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. So like that is going to be terrible, but it yeah. has a particular kind of niche and like the experience that you're going to have with this. This is actually the good version of that. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you get the actual good actors, but it's just as wacky. And I think and that's, that's kind of like the thing that hit home to me is like the movie is wacky, but like every actor in here is amazing. Like everybody does such a great job yeah, that it's that's like, very yes. true. Like everybody kind of captures your attention and like, not that you could take the bear out of this movie and it'd still be enjoyable, but it's like, there's moments where we are just kind of walking through the woods and it's still super entertaining yeah. because mm -hmm. everybody is great. So like, yeah, I think that's You're so right. When I say like, I expect it to be more kind of bananas and over the top. I don't mean that as like a, a knock against the movie. I think it's, 
this movie isn't what I expected, but I ended up Mm -hmm. loving it anyway because, like, it was still, like, just a great, like, cast for sure. Yeah. You're so right. Like, the thing I compared it to was Crawl. I know. a movie that I love. (laughs) But the thing is, is I always tell people, Every time an alligator is on screen, you're having the best time, but the human yes. stuff is bullshit. This is that, but also the human stuff is good. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Every actor. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't even talk about Bob, the uh, the cop that kind of comes oh, in. Oh, he's like, great. Yes, Bob is He's great. hilarious. So great. Yes. Like, he's so good. Yeah. And, like, I legit, and since we're kind of past spoilers, like, when he dies, yes. I was legit, like, Aww, oh, like, I know, we're not going to see him anymore in this. Yeah. And, like, he loved his dog and, like. That was yeah. very sweet how that changed. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> the sounds he makes when he's trying to get off the gazebo. Oh, I know. my God. <laughs> Where he's like walking I, back and forth looking for a way down. Uh, uh, I was like, that's me every morning. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do I think Bob is a good example of like why this movie is like kind of interesting from start to finish is like. Bob is kind of set up as like one of the main characters, but then he dies 45 yeah. minutes in. You're like. Yeah. All right, I don't know what's going to happen here. Like, right? Maybe Carrie yeah. Russell's character is going to die. Maybe one of these kids are going to die. Like, you don't know. Like, so yeah, it does kind of keep you going through the whole thing. Yeah, agree a hundred percent. I loved this movie. I and I really wanted to, and I was so I'm I'm so relieved that I had yeah. as much of a good time as I hoped I would because I I want to support these films and you know, and I want to I wanted to have the joy. And I really felt like I came away from this with a lot of joy. And Yay. Like I said at the beginning, like the weird balance of weirdly like heartwarming, wholesome tonally with like super eviscerating gore. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't even know you could pull off that balance, but this one did. All right. For those of you at home, hopefully you guys have checked out uh, Cocaine Bear and that's why you've made it this far into the show. Uh, let us know what you thought of it uh, or any other thoughts. You can always drop us a line at rachel at zombiegirls.com. That's G-R-R-L-Z.com. Or you can come chat with us over on the Zombie Girls Facebook group or of course you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at ZG Podcasts. That's podcasts with an S on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Slide into them DMs. If you like the show, do us a solid and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your pods. If you're looking for something spooky to watch tonight because you've already watched Cocaine Bear and you just want to chase that dragon, you can always check out our video on demand and streaming calendar at zombiegirls.com where we keep track of all the spooky doings that are happening in all the millions of streaming uh, services that are out there. And uh, if you want to support the show, the best ways you can do that in addition to leaving us a review is, of course, to buy some sweet, sweet merch, zombiegirls.com forward slash merch, or join our Patreon where you get extended episodes, bonus episodes. You get uh, to hang out on the Discord with all three of us, actually. Yeah. We're all on the Discord. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> say, like, I, you know, I, I've, I was working at home. I'm not paying for, like, a train to go into the city anymore, so I had a little disposable income, so I signed up, and, like, the Discord is so heartwarming, and, like, everybody oh. on there is so nice, like, I love it. Like it oh, really so does kind of like warm the cockles of my heart. Like just <laughs> everybody's awesome. talking about like so baking bread and like <laughs> there's no negativity. Like if you've gone through the last like three years or pandemic or, you know, other things like just join the <laughs> discord. Like it's going to make you feel nice. Like it does like yeah. legitimately. And like, 
45-year-old asshole like me is on there, like, <laughs> talking about stuff. And, like, everybody's super friendly. Like, it is. It's a great place for sure. Oh, that makes so me nice. so happy to hear because I love it. I thought about saying that before I got drunk. So, like, it's not just <laughs> people talking. Like. Yeah, I always say it's like the internet, like, I want it to be where it's people I like exactly. talking about things I'm interested in. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Oh, that means a lot, Joe. Yes. So, you get to hang out with us. And more importantly, you get to hang out with Joe. Join the Patreon. It is good times. All right, so that just leaves our plan for next episode. Ariel, what are we doing next next time? So next time we are going to be having a very special guest because it's the start of Women in Horror Month, which means that women we are going to be doing month. extra episodes. And every episode in March, we are going to have women on as guests. And the first one is going to be Kay Lynch from Salem Horror Fest. And we are going to be reviewing the original Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, my God. That's wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be like really killer fun. in the house. <laughs> I got to say, I remember the second one a lot more than the first. Um, and mostly because, um, what's her name from Wings? Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> Was someone from Wings in that? Oh I God. saw it a million years ago. I in haven't part seen it two? since the 90s. Oh, oh wow. my God. I can't remember her name, but um, I'm going to look it up. And they they have that song, um, Tokyo Convertible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, Crystal Bernard from uh from Wings. She's in Slumber oh Party Massacre Part oh, that's Two. That's so cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joe. This oh, has my been God. so much. Thank you for fun. having me. This has been a blast. Like, I'm super excited that I got to come on. And yeah, this is wonderful. I'm gonna pass out now and I have to pee really bad. But like okay. this has been great. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. Well, give us one more plug of your pod before you flee the scene. Oh, yes. Uh Small Town Failing Podcast is uh you can find it on Spotify, wherever. Uh, smallandfailing.com I think I registered I don't know yeah like <laughs> it's if you're interested in just hearing stupid rants about nothing and like people talking about Hallmark movies small town failing podcast uh, it's on Instagram Twitter wherever and uh, yeah that's it yeah. I highly recommend it everybody smash up that subscribe button you're gonna get more of Joe less of <laughs> my drunken ram well you both were on I highly recommend yeah, we've been the on <laughs> What fucking yeah. movie did we watch? I don't remember. Chocolate, <laughs> sweet uh, chocolate or something. Yes, yes. yes sweeter than, than chocolate. chocolate. Yes, sweeter and I don't remember the other like one, but it's fine. Styled styled by love mm. or love by style or something like that. Yeah, yes, from Grey's Anatomy. I forget yes. her name. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was very good. Like that one I yeah, thought was. both of them I thought were good. Was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody check that out. All right. So that is it for us today. We've got to let this poor guy go, although we don't want to <laughs> so much. Ariel, take us out. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of the More Deadly Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our very silly, very intoxicated review of Cocaine Bear, which I feel like is pretty fitting, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next time with our review of Slumber Party Massacre with Kay Lynch from Salem Horror Fest. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to everyone for listening. And thanks to my co-host, Ariel, who is always willing to come on here and geek out about horror with me. And finally, thanks to the women who make the horror films we love so much. Production on this episode was done by yours truly. Editing was done by Ariel Messman Rucker. And our theme music is More Deadly by Elizabeth Kyle and Eric Newell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode, a.k.a. More Deadly After Dark. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
I'm a little tipsy. Just a little tipsy. You know that I've crossed the line when Joe is like, how many drinks is I don't drink often, but when I do, you go hard. You play to win. (laughs) It's all true. I don't like it, but how do you feel about that episode? That was really fun. Okay. (laughs) It felt good to me. Like I had so much fun and I adore Joe. I think he's so funny. Um, and like, I felt like we picked the perfect movie to talk with you about. For sure. Um, so I had so much fun. (laughs) I don't know how much of it's going to make it into the episode, but we had lots of fun asides about Disney movies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll see when I go in and edit it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to trust your editorial, um, eye or ear, I guess in this case. Um, so there might be that you might hear it all. You might hear some. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, that was a blast. <laughs> he was great. He's so funny. He made me laugh a ton. Yeah. He's hilarious. <sighs> he's like exactly. I love. I like. I mean, I know I always have fun when I'm having a couple drinks, but he's like totally my vibe when I'm drinking just like goofy, silly, fun. Yeah. Upbeat. Yeah. I love it. Oh, we got. We actually got an email. Oh, shit. Ooh, yeah. So Larry, our good friend, Larry, let's start this now so that we can get into the first five minutes for him. He wants to know, as someone who doesn't like animal violence, same, um, does this movie seem mean to the bear? That's my biggest sticking point currently about wanting to see it. No. That's a really good question. I don't think it seems mean to the bear at all, personally. No, I think the bear is kind of a badass in this. Yeah. And even when it does get hurt, like I was saying during the episode, there's like a, there's a level of silliness and it never gets hurt that badly. It always wakes back up and it's happy at the end of the movie. So yeah, I wouldn't worry yeah. about it. I would just go in and yeah, enjoy and it. I think, yeah. And I think, like I said in the episode, like the fact that it doesn't look super hyper realistic yeah. actually is to its benefit um, because the movie is camp. Like you can, it doesn't break the film for it to be a little bit in the uncanny valley. And it creates like in a buffer to some degree that when there is animal violence, it doesn't feel real. Yeah. Um, and the bear kicks everybody's ass. It sure does. (laughs) I mean, the bear wins the day, honestly. (laughs) As someone who's super, super, um, sensitive to animal violence, I was fine. Yeah. I was fine. Surprisingly, I was worried. Like I knew we were going to see this movie, but I was a little worried because it is exactly the kind of thing I hate, mm-hmm. which is animal violence. Like there are certain movies, like there was that new Idris Elba movie that came out that last year that I was like, that's just animal violence in the movie. Right. About him like with the lions. Right. I oh yes. Uh huh. Right. And but I I didn't even no neither I didn't did even I consider it because I was like no that's just going to be him hurting lions and not interested. <laughs> But this one is camp. It's silly. It's light. Yeah. I think I'm be fine, pretty Larry. sensitive. Yeah. And I think Larry is less sensitive than me, even though he is sensitive to it. So I think he. Yeah. I think you're just going to have a good time. I don't think you need to worry. Agree. Agree. We did actually get some other emails um, from a longtime listener who we adore, the one and only Douglas. Oh. You want to you wanna dig into this? There yeah. are questions for you specifically. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. All right. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe this came in. Let's see here. It came in on the 9th. 
So that would be after our sorry about the demon review um, from our longtime listener and good friend, Doug. And he says, another fine episode, really selling the film's merits. Y'all should cover it. Uh, totally interview the director too. Listen, Doug, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I was in contact with the producer. I like, I definitely made my best we were pitch. almost there. It, it looked like it was going to happen. Sadly, it never quite did. But you know what? Emily makes movies. That's what she does. And uh, hopefully we'll get her on the next one and we can ask her some, some sorry about the demon questions yeah. then as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he actually found another historic woman directed film that he thinks that we should check out. Ooh, okay. I've personally seen this, but I don't know if you have. Okay. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I forgot. To, uh, I had seen it back in the day, but I'm watching it on Blu-ray. I was like, whoa, I've seen this. Lots of 80s and early 90s fun. It's called Mirror Mirror from 1990. Have you seen it? That sounds familiar. 